Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Hi, I'm Charlotte. And I'm Helly, and welcome to Growth in Progress, the podcast where we have open and honest conversations about things that aren't usually discussed, but that can help us all to grow. Each week, we spend some time catching up, and then we share something we've really been loving recently, whether it's a podcast, a recipe, a product, or maybe even a TV show. And then we go on to discuss a topic that we feel is really relevant to right now. Often they're things that maybe a lot of people are thinking about, but not a lot of people are talking about. If you enjoy this episode, then don't forget to hit subscribe so that you stay up to date with all of our latest episodes. So how have you been? You know what? I've been okay. Um, I feel like, so when we're recording this, we had our like announcement in the UK that we've got a roadmap out of lockdown at the beginning of the week. And I feel like that combined with just like the weather being a bit brighter um, and it being a bit warmer, I actually feel okay. You know, like I think this is the best I've felt in quite a while. Like I, I don't think we're out of the woods yet and I think there's still a lot to come, but it definitely feel a bit more positive. Um, and I feel quite excited. You know, when you turn that corner in spring and you suddenly think, oh, the winter will end. (laughs) Yeah, I totally agree. This week has had a real, has been a real shift. I think obviously we got the news about coming out of lockdown and it doesn't necessarily mean great things for Taylor and me. That's a whole other story, but it has really helped that the weather has been so nice and it's genuinely it feels like spring and summer are just around the corner. I know we're only in February and that's a bold thing to say. And we'll probably have a beast from the East two more times until we hit summer. (laughs) But it has been so, so nice. Like today, this is unbelievable. You know how last week I went out without my thermals on? Mm -hmm. Today, I went out with a gilet on. Like, so no arms. Absolutely wild. (laughs) (laughs) You'll be in your bikini next. (laughs) Honestly, mate, I will be. First sign of sunshine. I'm going to be out there. (laughs) Oh, it's just waking up and seeing the most gorgeous sunrises and it being so sunny. I'm like, okay, it is. We are on. We're on the right path, aren't we? Yeah, definitely. And it whole it all just plays into that feeling a lot more hopeful with the with the roadmap out of lockdown and the weather improving and the vaccinations rolling out as well. It just makes things a bit more promising and cautiously optimistic. I think. Yeah, it's kind of reached that point where people who I know are now getting vaccinated, like um, parents and like aunts and uncles and people that kind of age. And actually, that's been a big game changer for me. Because I'm like, okay, it's, it just it makes for a little bit better um, and a little bit yeah. more reward. So I feel like there there is positivity going. Do you know what I mean? Like there are some there are some things that are exciting and positive going on. Oh yeah, absolutely. I really underestimated how how much of kind of a, I would feel like a weight came off my shoulders when my grandparents and my parents started getting vaccinated. Yeah, I didn't realise how much I was holding on to that. Yeah, it does. Makes it feel a lot more real that we're on on the up. Um, But what have you been loving this week? Tell me about your recommendation. So I've got a product for everyone this week and it's a body bar from a brand called Foamy. 
So it's essentially a body wash that's completely plastic free. You hang it in your shower um, and it's an alternative to like your shower gel and things like that. And it's a really cool brand. Everything's vegan and cruelty free. It's pH balanced. So if you've got sensitive skin like me, it's not going to dry your skin out. And it's also soap free, um, which again, I have always found in the past when I've tried these kinds of products that they've left that horrible like sensation on my skin. Like, you know, when you use old soap bars. Yeah. Um, and I've never really liked them. And I found they've been quite drying or they've just been like not very lathery and they've, they've just not been very nice experience. But this one's really great. It smells gorgeous I got the coconut one um, and I've been using it for using it for the past week and I'm obsessed with it like my whole bathroom smells amazing but it's really really good like I used it with my exfoliator glove this morning and it really like frothed up properly I think it's going to be great for shaving my legs um, and they say that one foamy bar is the equivalent of 25 like showers but I think it's going to last me longer than that personally um, and it's just a really great swap if you're looking to kind of reduce your amount of plastic and you want easy things. This is a really great one. Oh, I love that. That sounds like such a good idea because I also feel like those products have come so far because I remember trying to find stuff like that when I went on like a trip to India back in, oh, I don't even know when that was, like 2011. And they were so awful. They didn't foam up. I, it was not great. And I feel like products like that are so much more like just nice and enjoyable mm. than they used to be. They also do shampoo and conditioner bars. And I've not tried those because um, I've got plenty of shampoo and conditioner. But um, you, you do have like that option as well. And they also do travel kits, which I thought was a great idea. So you get a tin. It's obviously not for right now. But I did think of you when you're traveling and you're like going hand luggage only. You can pop it in the little tin. It's everything you need. It just throws in your bag and it's a solid soap. So you've not got to worry about things leaking anywhere either. Um, yeah. So this is what I always used to get. I used to get them from Body Shop, but um, they they didn't they, exactly like that. They didn't really foam up very well. And the quality wasn't like amazing. So that's really good to know that there's an alternative. Yeah, I'm loving it. Um, and it comes in a couple of different scents. So I'm now going to go and they are cheaper. If you bulk buy them, they are, they do work out a lot cheaper and the postage works out better value. But you know, when you're trying something out for the first time, I didn't want to buy like 10 of them and then go, oh, God, I <laughs> but I love it. Like we're both going to, um, we're both going to stock up on them so that we've got one in my shower and one in Alex's and then yeah, no more plastic. And also none of that thing of like, you know, when you, you're in the shower and trying to get the last bit of soap out and you can't oh. get it out, your hands are slippy and <laughs> oh God, I hate it. So yeah, that's my recommendation for you. Amazing. I love that. What's yours? So mine is a, not sure how you classify it. It's, it's a drink. It's maybe a recipe or an activity. Um, but it's really great for doing in lockdown, actually. It's brewing your own kombucha. I love kombucha. I've loved love it for ages, always like lived off it in Melbourne, absolutely loved it. And I mentioned it to mum one time and she said that she would be quite interested in trying to make it. So I actually bought her a kit for Christmas and this is where this all started. So I bought her a kit, bought her a big glass jar to brew it in um, and we're, we're brewing it now. We're on our second or third batch now. And it is so much fun, so easy to do. You can buy a kit off, um, I think I got the one from mum off either Etsy or Amazon, I can't remember. Um, but you can buy the kit, you get the SCOBY, 
I've been calling it Scooby, but then I realised there's not two O's in it. So Scooby <laughs> is probably correct. Um, but basically the starter culture that you have to, to like start the fermentation. And it gives you everything that you need in there, apart from the jar. Obviously, you need something to brew it in. Um, and you leave it for five or six days, a bit longer if you want it to have more of that kind of like almost vinegary taste, I think it tastes like. But um, yeah, been so, so impressed by it. And then it makes its own scoby again like the same little culture so you can keep reusing it so we just popped in a glass jar and then used it again so it's pretty nice and kind of sustainable as well rather than buying loads of different bottles of it from the supermarket if you're a kombucha fan definitely look into making your own that sounds so easy i always thought brewing kombucha was really really difficult and like it could just go wrong very easily but that sounds like something even i could do yeah well i thought it was really complicated as well but we bought this kit and it's just been really nice and straightforward and the first time obviously it's a bit fiddly and you're trying to figure it out but now we've done it a couple of times it's super straightforward really really fun and then we just leave it on the side we've got um got one of those glass jars that's got like the little tap on the bottom as well so we just leave it on the side and just help ourselves to a drink throughout the week love it yeah absolutely recommend obviously we'll leave the I'll leave it linked. I'll find out which one it was that I bought and then we'll leave that linked. But any online, if it's got that original, like the starter culture in it, then yeah, you're good to go. Brilliant. Yeah, we'll leave all the links down in the show notes if anyone wants them. So given the announcements this week about our roadmap out of lockdown and how things are all starting to change again, we actually want to just have a bit of a discussion about how we're feeling and talk about how it's okay that we're all going to be going at our own pace um, over the next few months with how we feel about socializing and kind of transitioning back to a world of normal because a lot of people we've been speaking to felt exactly the same as us in that when the announcement came initially we were really really excited and then kind of felt a bit overwhelmed and uneasy about it Um, so we wanted to chat about that. I mean, we're, we're, we're here to talk about the things that aren't being discussed. And I think it's really important to say, if you didn't feel completely kind of happy and overjoyed and celebrated about the roadmap on Monday, because you're a bit anxious or nervous, that is completely okay. Like you don't have to feel overjoyed about normality again, because normality is not normal anymore. Like, it's alien, it's completely alien to us. We've been living a different life for the past year. So I think it's really important to talk about why it's okay to go at your own pace and and you should go at your own pace do what you're comfortable with because at the end of the day it was such a shock adjustment going into this our lives effectively just shut down overnight and kind of reactivating that and going back to normal isn't going to be an overnight process either it is going to be it's going to be an anxious and overwhelming it's going to be like a sensory overload don't you think yeah yeah like I've forgotten what it's like to get on a busy commuter train and go into London and have everyone bustling past and you're in a hurry constantly and I think we've we've not had any of that but also we've gone from everything to like the brakes being slammed on and then a lot of like stopping and starting we would start to think about going out for dinner maybe or meeting friends one-on-one or having someone over for a cup of tea and then all of a sudden we couldn't do any of it and then you can go out to dinner again and go to shrimp shops and then you can't do anything so it feels really unsettling because in my head I'm like okay obviously this time we have a vaccine and that's we haven't had that before and it does look like things could get better but at the same time there's that thing of but but what what if there's a new variant or what if 
rates don't drop quite as quickly as people expect. And there's definitely some anticipation for me where it's like, I don't want to get my hopes up. I don't want to start planning to see people or celebrate birthdays or even Christmas. Like I still, I've still got Christmas presents sitting in my flat. Um, because it's almost that anticipation of, oh, but it could just get ripped away from us. Yeah, I do think that's so true because that's part of my like, trepidation about the whole thing as well. Obviously, I'm I'm excited by the prospect of 21st of June, potentially life could be back to normal, but I just, I don't know, maybe I'm a bit more of a pessimist than I realised. I just, I don't know whether I can completely put my trust in that being the case. Yeah. I think there's so many things that could change in that time. And I mean, we've we've seen it, like you said, it's changed so much. And it was the same when I was in Melbourne as well. It Things got worse so, so quickly. And then you're back in lockdown again. And obviously, I'm not suggesting there's going to be a lockdown. And I really hope that there isn't. I think I, do, I feel like on Monday, especially social media was a really difficult place to be on Monday night, because yeah. it was filled with either people who were right, I'm going to book the weekend of the 21st of June off work and I'm going to, go, going to go on a bender. And then the people who were like, we are never getting out of lockdown by the 21st of June. There's going to be more variants. We're going to be in lockdown until the end of this year. It was it was like two different extremes of people. Mm. And I just felt like, I don't know, like right in the middle where you want to hope, but you don't want to hope too much. And maybe that sounds really, really pessimistic. I know it does, but I think it's okay if you don't know how you feel, if you've got those conflicting yeah. feelings. And part of that is going to be is going to be readjusting to it all at your own pace, whatever it is that happens, and whether it does stick to the exact roadmap or whether things do change, going at a pace for you within that is going to be so important, I think. Totally. It felt like you had to pick a camp that you yeah. were either overexcited and couldn't wait and you were planning a bender and all of that, or you were almost the most negative person and it isn't like that and also I think the way we've all reacted to this is going to be different because we've all experienced this situation differently like what's the expression we're in we're all in the same storm but we're just in different boats and that's definitely how the past year has felt like we're all kind of we're going through something similar but our individual experiences are really different and I think if you're someone who has really been affected by COVID in that maybe you've mm. lost your job or you've lost a loved one or so so many other things that have been directly impacted and to almost have an end date put on the situation and be like oh okay well normal life will resume your life might not go back to normal then like there's a very real possibility that actually it won't be the same like if your normal was commuting into London every day and then you've been made redundant that's not just going to suddenly, you're not suddenly going to have just got over that and everything be fine and dandy again. I mean, you might have, and that's brilliant, but I think we've all, we've all gone through this and learned so much about ourselves and so many things that to expect us all to either feel great or feel crap is just a bit much, it's too much pressure to put on ourselves, I think. That's so true. I actually think like there's so much hysterical excitement about the prospect of being out of lockdown that I feel as if a lot of people are expecting, I don't know, the 21st of June or whenever it is that we're allowed to go into pubs or whatever. I feel like people are expecting just a, a snap of the fingers and life's going to be back to normal. But the effects of this pandemic are going to be 
so far reaching like you said completely different for different people like whether it's affected your relationship whether you've lost someone whether you've lost your job like whatever it like financial mental impacts it's affected people so differently that it doesn't mean we're going to hit this arbitrary date and everything in your life is just going to go back to how it was like this is what I mean normality doesn't exist before because it doesn't exist for going forward because everything's been so affected by what's happened it's not just going to erase the past year god I do sound so negative no I don't think you do I think you sound realistic and actually I I don't think it's a bad thing that some things don't go back to normal like you know I don't I'm not sad that people might now actually start respecting personal space more and I don't think it's a bad thing that hopefully you know there's not going to be the same pressure to constantly socialize because everyone's going to be feeling differently about this and I do think hopefully there will be a bit more empathy for other people going I don't want to come to dinner tonight and not having to justify or lie or make up an excuse and I think as well it's it's been a really weird time like even aside from the pandemic like if you look at the past kind of 12 months and how much anyone's life could have changed in that time you've still likely gone through stuff like maybe you've had to move or you've changed jobs or anything and you've had a pandemic on top of that so it's like oh it's it life should feel normal but it doesn't and the things aren't familiar it's just a lot yeah I think I'm actually going to take back the apologizing about being pessimistic because (laughs) (laughs) well I feel like it's good to even if you are really excited and and your life is going to go back to relative normality and that's like that's a great and that's amazing but I think it's also good to have that awareness that not everyone is going to feel the same and yeah to maybe look out for that because if you've got a friendship group that's absolutely buzzing to get back to the pub the second you can that's great but just be aware there might be people in that group who who aren't comfortable with that or maybe want to meet in ones and twos first or would rather meet outside I think being aware of not everyone is going to be on the same page with how comfortable they are coming out of these restrictions. I think that's really important. Yeah. And I think it's a process as well. Like I, when I heard the the restrictions were lifting, my first thought was amazing. And then I thought, oh my God, I'm going to, I'm going to have to go back to normal. Like, I don't know. That feels really scary. Cause even now, like when I'm going to the supermarket, it's, it feels overwhelming. And I was like, oh God, oh God. And then I took a moment and I had a think. I was like, actually, the the great thing about this is that we do have set dates in the diary and it is a gradual reopening. It has to be a gradual reopening. And that means you can make it gradual for yourself as well. So like I'm starting by finally going and getting my eyes tested (laughs) and then maybe like I'll see you one on one. And then I might think about seeing like my family. So it's got a couple more people, but it's still allowed and building it up and then past that, like. I don't have to, I'm I'm really, really fortunate. And I know I'm in a very fortunate position that I can work from home and my company are really happy for us too. Um, but it's that there's not that added pressure. I can say, okay, I'm going to do it at my own pace. I'm going to start seeing people at my own pace. Like maybe I'll go for coffee and then maybe I'll go out for brunch and then I'll go out for an evening for dinner and just build it up slowly because there's no, like everything shut down quickly, but you don't have to go back to it quickly. Like and also, hopefully, this time, it's it's the long haul. Like, it's a marathon, not a sprint. We're not, hopefully, hopefully, we're not going to get it all suddenly taken away when we do reopen. So there's not that need 
to cram everything in to the first weekend of April so you can see people we can take our time and we've just got to not I'm trying very hard not to compare my reaction to other people's because it's not useful like my experience of this has been completely different like your experience for example yeah that's so true I think coming up with your own coming up with your own stages like don't feel don't feel like you have to stick to the dates that have been given but yeah just kind of doing things at your at your own pace because that puts you in control if just because you can meet with a group of six people doesn't mean you have to meet with a group of six people if you're comfortable with just one or two people socially distanced outdoors until the middle of summer like that's that's fine do what you need to do to feel comfortable because also the other angle of this actually is that we've all I don't know maybe I'm just speaking for me I feel like I've lost all of my social skills because I've not socialized with anyone else for basically a year (laughs) yes I have I um this like doesn't have to stay in but I told you about Alex's friend who I was like oh my god you have the best voice for a podcast and I'd never spoken to the woman before and she was like oh my god that's so sweet of you and I was like you probably think I'm an absolute lunatic like I just feel like I don't know how to speak to people anymore (laughs) yeah but I mean we've basically become like forced recluses (laughs) yeah and everything's on like zoom or over text message and stuff like that so you don't have that like instant response either yeah it's that you don't get the full impact of kind of human interaction and kind of seeing everyone's like actual in-person in-person reactions and their like body language and things like that it's so much different when it's on a computer screen even though it feels like you're just sitting across table from someone it's com- it's completely different from being in person oh definitely and also things like going out to dinner or you know going to the gym or even like going shopping just waking up and going, oh I'm just gonna pop to TK Maxx <laughs> they're <sighs> the kind of things we've done so actually you're like oh that'll be fun and then you're like oh I don't know but that's the thing like you're meant to do these things because they're fun you're not meant to do them because you feel like you have to so if Maybe you only like go to the shops really late at night or maybe you I don't know, only go out to eat in the middle of the week because it'll be quieter. That's fine because if that means that you enjoy the experience, that's what's important. There's no point in doing something just to kind of please other people and almost do it normally in inverted commas. Like, Yeah, I feel like that's going to be a really big thing for for friends and families. Like I said, acknowledging that not everyone's going to be on the same page with what they're happy with and what they're comfortable with like for me I mean I'm already worrying about it classic classic worrier um <laughs> but I'm already worrying I feel so torn because I can't wait to like hang out with you guys go to a beer garden sit out in the sun have some drinks and catch up equally I'm terrified to go to a beer garden be in a public place and hang out with you guys and everyone and yeah be surrounded by so many people I, I feel so conflicted about it and there I am on Monday evening, like low-key freaking out about it. Like, oh my God, I can't wait to see my friends. Oh my God, I'm really scared. Like, We've not even got there yet. And also that's something that just you need to discuss and you need to be open about because not everyone's return to normal life is going to look the same as yours. And it is going to be overwhelming, like undoubtedly, even just the increase in socialising and if any like effectively making up for everything that's been missed the past year is going yeah. to be an overwhelming sensation like without doubt 
think about it. Think how many of us, pretty much everyone has had a lockdown birthday or some like sort of restricted birthday this year. Yeah. I have such a long list of people's birthdays that we're going to celebrate properly when we're out of this. So normally they'd be spread over the course of a year. Some people, I've missed two birthdays for them now. <laughs> like to cram all of that into a few weeks, exhausting. There's a reason you wouldn't normally do that kind of thing previously. And I think we just have to bear that in mind. Like even things like when we start to go into shops and we're chatting with people more, we've not been doing that. It's all additional interactions. So actually, I think I think one of the best things about the past kind of year is that we have all become a bit more aware of other people and a lot of us have become a lot more empathetic and can understand why people might have a different kind of viewpoint or just different feeling about things especially lockdown easing and stuff like that and I really hope that that empathy for other people is something we do continue to do and prioritizing our own well-being like I'm if I don't want to do a zoom call or something for whatever reason I feel better now saying oh no like actually I don't quite feel up to it. And I hope that all of us have that confidence when we go back to normal as well, because the obligation to be social has completely been taken away from us in the past 18 months, well, past 12 months. Um, So I hope that that kind of stays. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, we've spoken, God, over a year ago, obviously, but we've spoken in past episodes where we felt the pressure to to be busy every single weekend to always have something in the diary like don't waste a Friday or a Saturday night always have a brunch booked in always doing something seeing people and we've spoken about like the the kind of overwhelming social burnout you get from that and that's going to be that feeling is going to be exacerbated if we go straight into this booking out all of our weekends with all of the the birthdays and Christmas parties and weddings that we've missed like it's you can't go from zero to a hundred like that it is going to be exhausting and along the same vein like you were saying about empathy don't judge people for not going zero to 100 like yeah I think really being aware I read an article about how a girl had moved back to New Zealand from London and she said how people there she'd step out of their way in the street subconsciously even though obviously there's no there's no cases in New Zealand and people would look at her and give give her a funny look like almost kind of judging her like why are you stepping away I haven't got a disease but that's such a like ingrained behavior now and I think it will be for a long time and I think it's really important to not judge people if they want to cross over the other side of the road if they don't want to meet up in a bigger group or if they want to continue wearing a mask like everyone is going to make adjustments at their own pace and if yeah. wearing a mask for longer or I don't know making sure they're socially distanced well towards the end of the end of this year that's that's fine I think yeah. don't judge people for that I think remembering it's not personal as well like if yeah. someone doesn't want to hug you or I know share a drink with you or come into your home like it's not it's literally got nothing to do with you it's it's scary to think about doing any of those things because we've we've been conditioned not to for bloody good reason yeah. I think if we can all just be patient with ourselves and each other the whole process doesn't need to be as scary and we've spent the past year basically doing within reason what we've wanted like we've prioritized okay we're gonna watch this show and we're gonna have a lazy Saturday morning and we're gonna have whatever we want to eat and 
we've got, I mean, most of us at least, haven't had that thing of, oh God, I've got so-and-so's birthday and so-and-so's wedding. And if we have seen people, it's been so much more selective because you had to like pick one person to see or one environment you can see them in. And I actually think that's a really good thing that we've become more selective about how we interact with people because like you were saying, it prevents that social burnout and that social fatigue because if you're going to dinners every night and brunches every weekend and parties here and there like does that does that actually make you feel better and happier I don't know I think whenever I've done that I've been happy like at the brunch but long term I'm I don't think it bought me more happy happiness just by being busier so I think we just need to bear those things in mind like our lifestyles have completely changed and whilst a lot of it has been really tough and really horrible some of it has actually been quite positive and have been big realizations so if someone wants to hold on to that in this new world, that is absolutely fine. Yeah. And also, I think it's really key to say, don't feel like just because we're talking about this, that you have to figure out your stages right now. Like if it's oh, causing yeah. you mental anxiety, trying to figure out, oh, my God, who, who am I going to see first? Should I just see one people or one person or two people? Or should I carry on wearing a mask? That's no, don't. If it's causing you anxiety and you're feeling overwhelmed by it you don't need to worry about it yet like it's the priority is you and I think it's really important to say going at your own pace is a brave thing to do like people Mm -hmm. are going to be rushing out there to the nearest pub or the nearest airport whatever it might be going at your own pace is right for you and it's a really brave thing to do I think at the end of the day I agree with you and actually we've got time it's not it's not a race like you're not going to get a gold medal for being the first person who goes to the pub (laughs) it's it's not that kind of situation and even come like April just because we can see people doesn't mean it's going to be a hundred percent safe and I think there's no harm in us all just respecting one another enough to go yep that's fine if your friend goes I actually don't feel comfortable all seven of us meeting up because it is against the rules or actually I don't want four of us to meet up I would rather do it one-on-one fine like that's absolutely fine and that's that's being a good friend a good family member is being understanding of that and the more and the more we extend that to other people the more other people will extend it back as well yeah I absolutely agree so however you feel about lockdown starting to ease or wherever you are in the world if your situation is completely different to ours we hope that you have found this useful but in the meantime please stay safe and we will speak to you next week bye bye Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did to create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.